0: Recorded live in Manhattan's East Village at St. Mark's Church in the Bowery, this is The Poetry Project. Uh, So Hunter's going to go first, and then we will hear from Orlando. So, uh, I will introduce Alejandro first. So, in a 1986 video by Hanoum Faraki, uh, Willem Flusser and the filmmaker unpack a newspaper's front page in order to understand Flusser's thought, supposedly. At one point, as Flusser remarks, speaking about our relation to the textual, um, text is a diachronic message that develops, this is a quote, that develops linearly, Uh, with the intention to sync well sort of a quote translation of a quote with the intention to synchronize the gaze when we synchronize something diachronically we are criticizing it so text is a code belonging to critical thinking but here it is turned into its reverse because here on the contrary the sensation of violence still needs to be evoked anyway Um, so when he's saying that his second pair of glasses he's wearing two pairs of glasses um, his second pair of glasses um, start to sort of slowly descend onto his forehead and begin to fall over his eyes, which is itself a wonderful um, filmic moment. He goes on to say that the text should become magical, whereas it was originally invented to do the opposite. It is, in fact, according to Flusser, that we read text linearly in order to attempt an empathy with an historical situation, and yet that the bombardment by images and words as interpenetrating conceptual language leaves us with the ironic impossibility of anything but this magical absorption of what is supposedly a clarification of fact. I want to say that when I look at Alejandro Crawford's work, The Same Idea, uh, emerges, and that what one must confront its realities um, of what we might call the dismal image is, as my friend Pedro Neves Marquez ref- ref- reflected on the other night discussing Daniel Siegmund Mangane's Oculus Rift piece, Phantom, that the sky cannot be absorbed into the most magical image, and thus that the linear continuity of empathic relations to our surroundings is canceled, right? You can't incorporate the sky when you're doing Oculus Rift stuff. You can't, like, scan the sky. Does anyone know this? This is this thing can't read it. Um, So, um, whatever. Anyway. um, Who the fuck cares? You obviously don't. Um, So, (laughs) this is perhaps most egregiously present in Parks and Stars, a collaboration with Patrick Lovelace by Alejandro, where the elimination in parks of dinosaurs from Jurassic Park separates what we might call the linear, the understanding that we will indeed see dinosaurs and that these dinosaurs will project the action forward from a point in the past. First... um, First, projecti- uh, first, an unrecuperable past of the Jurassic period, a flattened experience of dinosaur as such, and second, an unseen origin of the dinosaur as marking itself present in the film. One is left bereft of even this promise of a before, and our linear coincidence and empathy is absented. I can't tell you how happy Alejandro's really abysmal work is. Um, it gives me great hope in the possibility of a world in which our empathy can notice the absence of the sky as a world already fallen to its own vacated imagination. Please welcome Alejandro Crawford to the Poetry Project. For those who have
1: not uh, seen these uh, so-called games. Before to show you, uh, I've been developing a video game about. for the what past year. Sick, disgusting. Um, my computer, my computer, like my the, uh, computer that I intended to run it on, being a bit stage shy, so I'm using a different a computer. Uh, the graphics card's probably gonna sing a little bit, I mean, like but it uh, well it'll be really good, day, trust me. Just um, so, to just to set the context, the game takes place loosely in uh, the dark forest. Uh, of Inferno before they enter, and uh, Virgil in this case is a cybernetic tree, um, one is always dying of acid rain, um, there's two ways to beat the game, you give Virgil enough books to open the gates of hell, or you can um, collect enough money from ATMs to buy your way out of the game. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll say no more, and we'll just enter the world, it might be a bit choppy because of the graphics card of this computer, but will be magical, nonetheless. I hope. Um, I think that there are also things about um, race, in terms of black and color issues, that are clearly there. Um,
2: there
0: Um, thanks Alejandro. Orlando White's poem, Sentential, and his work as a whole, addresses the idea, it seems, that is expressed in this poem's first lines. Quote, At the end of an expired grammatical idea, a full stop will augment an outline of a dried skeleton. What is the outline of a dried skeleton, the husk that shows, in an exoteric falsification, the outline that has shrunk itself by the, it's by the underpinnings of its own barrenness? What is the sentence that allows this ossification to be opened back out, for us to reassemble something beyond the dust of the sentence, or, as Orlando writes, lay it out on an examination page, align the remains of accidents, rudiments of syntax to re-ossify these thought bones? The Frankensteinian re of the historical simultaneities of language which White writes about in his recent post on the Poetry Foundation's website on their blog seems to preclude reading as an act of sentience and indeed is an opening of the a- parenthetical simultaneity or an opening in the closure of the sentenced form, the juridical, the medical. This sort of critique of language as a subject of readership is what occurs in White's recent book Letters which is at the back should check out. Seems to be as he writes again in, um, in this post, play in the imagination on the one word poem. The one word poem gets us to think about the word as picture and reminds us as poets that to develop the mind's eye we must open ourselves up to seeing language and to feel the energy of a letter. But that is not only true for the one word poem, it is also true for the poem that attempts to negotiate the one word or letter to situate it as Orlando does as he writes in his poem Edamon, Yet in self argument he encases his pitch in print, subjects his prefigure to unlimited meaning, and prescribes a fixity in formula and folio, meaning his body as pronoun dense like ink and tittle, idle as period. Please welcome Orlando White to the Poetry Project.
2: Um I just wanna thank Judah and the Poetry Project, St. Mark's Church um, and for Alexandra uh, for tonight Um, but also uh, everyone who's here in attendance um, uh, especially uh, Stephen um, my friends Carlos and Christine Sylvia and Pamela and a lot of you who and, and um, thank you all for being here i really appreciate it che um orlando white dashini ah nanish ejit khopahanishla aro nakhaiden abashichin thachini dashche Kiani dashnala ah thosakanet na sha um a a good to have denishla I'm going to read between my first book, Bone Light, and my second book, Letters. Pronunciation marks are proof of one's own cultural sentience. Those authentic reverberations above the cap height where breath pressures tongue against teeth below the baseline where throat exhales the long accent vowel in that moment It echoes through, nose, quivers as phonemic air. The Ogunuk tickle of Clean. Teasts in below the skull, there is a part of a letter shaped like a bone, but the skull is not a skull. It is a black dot with white teeth, and the piece of the letter under it is not really a bone. Rather, a dark spine. This is not the end of language. When it was alive, it had a rib cage. Each rib taken out by small pincers. The way strands of eyelash are removed from eyelids. And the dot used to have eyes white like two grains of salt, but they were dissolved by two drops of ink. The way a letter fades on the page after many years of reading, or how it soaks into a fingerprint and forgets itself. The way a word tries to breathe inside a closed book, the way a letter shivers when a page is turned because underneath sound there is thought, language, a complete structure within the white coffin of paper if you shake it and listen, it will move Rattle like bones on the page. Unwritten, excavate what appears to be an O. Remove Its tiny white cranium. Within text, there is extinction. Bone shaped artifacts. Enough to reveal part of what covers a skull. Scrape out its ink with a trowel loop of an unfinished alphabet. See Bent in an un- incomplete circle is not vacant, only quiet and nameless, unwritten in the depths of the page. An unswathed sound. See the skeleton of its head. How it grins. How its sentence teeth. Clench. until it fractures a piece of a letter. Dig the rest of its design from layered page. Chip at its body. until bone exposes fold paper in half and feel it separate from its form. Chart its ink structure That framework of a word, just a body bag, that is where the calcium hardens. Discourse When you are naked, you are unwritten. Put on a dark suit, be a letter. Next to you, she slips on a black dress shaped like a J our bodies made of ink a substance of long we only want to be written to have content but language likes to dress us up position us next to one another so we exist as characters As someone places a hyphen between us, we feel conjunct, it can be erased. When it happens, replace the blank space with a verb. Put a letter under erasure. Sometimes things written are contained, not in our control. Then We must take off our outfits, fold them back, remove ourselves from the page. someone once said to debate oneself is to debate the page it's A space, a locus of excursus where vibrations leap between self and proportion when one peers into that leaf mirror of white and Hush, it subsumes thought because the word I a reflection of the mind is supple and limitless to say it means to Practice immediacy, but to write. It means to construct perpetuity because within the expanse of page. Ego is protum like shade produced by body and in that movement when one strokes that single vertical descends the line and stipples a dot, it's ink blood courses. A letter on the page affirms the being of person. Purr in accordance with the root. Sun. A prod and slit like an iota contour. Written a projection of what occurs instantly in the mind. Our sense of self, air, vibration waves in air, until we materialize, body size between the X height, This is how we understand ourselves through the placement and movement of ink absorbing into paper. Quietus. The zero is not a circle, it's an empty clock. And the clock is an O which rolls to the other side of the page. But the C stuck between the B and D eats itself and the page will taste how desperate language is. If you peel a sheet of paper, you will find letters who have eaten themselves. The A who chewed itself until it became a dot on paper and the Z who ingested itself until it was a tiny line on a page. Within the white spaces, they have become inklings, miniature dark skulls, and black specks on paper. But they still move like the tiniest gears in a clock, and their bones are scattered like dry grains of ink on a white sheet. I think of their deaths the stiff face of a choked letter, the broken jaw of an E, a throat, the throat of an F slit open, an I up to its torso, the dot bitten from a J, the letters of a sentence removed with teeth, a sentence dipped in bleach until it becomes a skeleton, the bones thinning into calcium, the sockets of the skull discoloring into pale ink, And you will hurt it more if you try to slip its bones back through the flesh of ink or dress it back into dry black clothes. So let the letter, so let the lowercase i be a body under the dot, a naked letter on the page. To uncolor. Use paper tweezers. Pinch free the ink delicately like pin bones from a fish. Pull out stems, crossbars, ascenders, and descenders. Now place the page inside a crucible. Fill with chlorine and bring to a boil. Add a measure of borax to help cleanse serif blotches. Place a lid atop of it. Wait momentarily. When edges of type are anti-alias, the limits of language restrain. In the meantime, think of folio steam burns, its layers blistering lamp black color fluid discharging and then liquid parching. Do not damage the surface. A smudge is immutable. Even its dense sentences and paragraphs should begin to degrade as the pulp loosens. Watch as the letter disarticulates from its baseline like a pivotal joint unhitching from a spine through maceration. It's in that moment, print attains a satori of blankness, permutes the paper of complete space. Thank you.
0: The Poetry Project has promoted, fostered, and inspired the reading and writing of contemporary poetry since 1966. Consider supporting us by checking out a reading, becoming a member, or donating at poetryproject.org.